We're here as ambassadors of Christ. Yes? Great. I like it when you say yes. We're here, here as ambassadors of Christ to influence every area of society towards God, helping people in practical and holistic ways. We are about the Great Commission. That's what we're about. Going to all the world, making disciples. That's what we're about. That's why we exist. That is God's primary purpose for his church. We intentionally engage with people across the diverse spectrum of society in a multiplicity of ways, be it across a boardroom, coffee table, classroom, or medical table, and more. We encourage and empower people to make a difference and discover the limitless possibilities of life and of relationship with Christ. We represent God's kingdom by being the characteristics of Jesus wherever we are. Wherever, whenever. Oh, you're a bit slow, some of you. Thank you for those who did. The rest of you, come on, wake yourselves up a bit. Ready? Wherever, whenever. It's great to know you're here. Thank you. Activate Faith Community, originally the Apostolic Church, was established by a group of passionate people for God's glory and His purposes. Over time, their legacy has extended and the passion and the purpose has not waned. Today, maybe more than ever before, we are determined to leave a thumbprint of God's kingdom on our city and beyond. I've got a friend who says, we're either going to reach the city or we're going to die trying but we're not going to do nothing. I like it. I really like it. We're here for a purpose. We're here for a reason. And we've either got to throw ourselves into it or we just stand back and go, well, God, hopefully it'll work out all right. His plan, his purpose is that we throw ourselves into it. The call to be his church, that's each one of us. It's not the building, it's us. The call to be his church is the greatest known purpose to mankind. And at this moment, in this place, he's seen fit to pick you and me to activate his purposes for his glory. That's cool. Out of all eternity, past, present, and future, he chose now for you and for me. That's a bit of a mind-blowing thought right there. He chose now. I, ask my, I think about that quite often. And I ask myself, well, if he's chosen me for now, how am I going to respond to him? How am I going to respond to his call on my life? Because now is it. There is no replay. There is no second run. This is it, baby. This is it. I get one shot to fulfill his destiny on my life. You get one shot to fulfill, fulfill his destiny on your life. Your life looks different to my life, but nonetheless, we get one shot. So welcome to his team. What I like about his team, you know, it's not even like we're bench players. It's like we're on the field. He said, this generation, a new lock team, but like the All Blacks are yesterday. This generation, a new look team. You got the call up. Come on, you got the call up and you have started the game and you're in the game and you're playing an important part in the game. You got the call up. That's pretty cool. You're looking at me like, oh, flip, what's that mean? 
I think it's pretty cool. Chosen by God. That's outstanding. Activate church. Well, I've got three things to talk about. The first one's this. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Activate Church Hamilton was planted in 1940. For those of you wondering, that's even before Pastor Ray. I just can't resist. I should not do it. I know it will come back. Those who have gone before us have left an inspiring legacy, haven't they? They've left an inspiring... I was thinking yesterday of Pastor Rex Meehan, who passed away a couple of months ago. He, he would have turned 80 yesterday. Like, what an inspiring legacy, a man who sold out serving Jesus, you know? Inspiring legacy. Many of the leaders, uh, well, many great leaders have gone um, before us, and I deeply respect the way that they've led the church to where we are at this point. We've got pastor. there's a few Arnolds in here. We've got pastors Arnold Sr., Pastor Jordan. Pastor Worsfold, Pastor H. Arnold, Pastor Greenway, Pastor A. Arnold, Pastor Hendry, Pastor Freda, Pastor Richards, Pastor Underwood, Pastor Klinkenberg. Led the way. Champion the call of God to get us to where we are about now. Right now, we stand at the gateway of destiny. And I get to say, use us, Lord. Use us in our time like you've used those before us, like you will use those after us. Use us in our time. Whatever it takes, help us run the race to win the race. I love Matthew 25. I love the talents, the story, the parable of talents. You know, there's a master and he's going away, it says, for a long, long time. I emphasize long because we're 2,000 years now after it was written. It says he's going away for a long, long time. And he calls his servants together and he goes, I'll give you a talent, I'll give you two, and I'll give you five. Go to work, see what you can do with them, and when I come back, you can report to me. He comes back after a long, long, long time. And the five is turned to ten, and the two is turned to four, and the one is still one. The one is still one, and he says that was a wicked servant because that servant put the one in the ground just to keep it safe. God wants us to do something with what he's given us. That's the moral of it. You know, at the end of the day, I think if the guy with one talent had come up with zero, but he'd given it his best shot, I think he probably would have gone, you gave it your best shot, rather than doing nothing with it. So I asked myself, are we a one, two, or five talent church? I don't know. Is my life a one, two, or five talent life? I don't know. But this I do know is that he's called me, he's called you to invest what he's given to you wisely to produce greater for the kingdom of God. Skills, gifts, whatever it is. I want us to do really well. At, at the end of the day, I, I want God to say, I saw, I commissioned your time in history. I commissioned you Activate Church, Hamilton, and I gave you a talent or two, and you took that and you did really, really well with it. That's the report I want. And so I push on. Actually, uh, this week marked 10 years for Jan and I been back leading in Hamilton. And so, so thank you. So I weigh up the talents. 
I weigh up what, what I've been given and what we're doing with them. And I sat for a little while and I thought, well, I'm not sure we've achieved the things I wanted to achieve in the first 10 years. But as I sat and reflected at some of the different things we've passed and answered the question that God always asks, and it's the only thing he'll ever measure you by, were you obedient to what I asked of you? I didn't feel quite so bad. So I've got three things to talk about. Around three years ago, we became Activate Church. Planted, obviously, as the Apostolic Church in 1940. About three years ago, we became Activate Church. We became Activate Church because we sensed that God was wanting us to position ourselves for an expansive future. It was about what he was doing, what he was going to do. Prophetically, it was prophesied over us that we were bigger than a location. And so today I can tell you that actually there's seven Activate locations and there's about 15 churches that are really tightly relationally connected with us, which is pretty cool. I'm happy about that. But today I'm very, very pleased to announce that next year we're going to have another campus in Hamilton. Isn't that cool? I think that's really cool. And I'm not... I'm not talking about the one around the road here in Ruakura either. I'm talking about another campus in Hamilton. In February 1989, Pastor Roland uh, Noel and Ruth Balker were part of this church in Gray Street, and they went and planted a church, which later, which is currently known as Generations Church, which later they shifted out into the middle of nowhere. They went out into the country, there was nothing around them, they built a building, and they built the church there. Crazy. They went to this little place called Rototuna. Out in the middle of nowhere. It used to be the city dump out that way. And as you would well know, the city is now, that's the heart of the city almost, isn't it? It's grown out that way. In 2011, Pastor Ian and Annette Dixon came and um, followed up on the leadership of that church, and they've been there ever since. But now, as of 2019, we're going to be leading that church. And it will be known as Activate Church Hamilton, and it'll be our North Campus. So that's pretty exciting, eh? Well, I think it's exciting. So why I'm so excited about that is we've done nothing. <laughs> God's done it all. And um, again, prophetically over our church has been prophesied that we will have at least three campuses in Hamilton. And so I'm like, okay, God, well, you worked out any way you want. We're going to plant them. What are we going to do? And uh, he says, well, this is how we're going to do part of that. And so that's going to be happening next year, which is very, very exciting. And um, we've got Tim and Gems. Why don't you come and stand with me? Tim and Gems are going to be our campus leaders out there. Yeah, give them a big hand. Pretty exciting, eh? So I'm really excited about that. Part of me is really, really excited that they're doing this. The other part is I just look at the gap that they're going to leave at this campus, and I'm going, help us, Jesus. But that's all right. That's what he will do, because that's what he does. Uh, actually, while you're giving them a hand, they are the, they're the brains. They're the organization behind the light party. Why don't you give them a big hand? <laughs> Thank you, James. <laughs> so, how are you feeling about the challenge ahead? Um, yeah, uh, so, 
With anything like this, there's a sort of, I guess, a range of emotions. Um, we are super, super excited. This is an amazing uh, opportunity that God's presented with us, uh, not just for us, but for, for Activate Church. Um, and it's also, uh, so, so there's excitement, like we're super excited, um, and we're slightly, more than slightly terrified, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so it's going to be amazing. We are really excited, uh, a little bit terrified. Um, I guess on another level, we love you guys. We love this church. Uh, we love what we do with kids, so there's a little bit of, but I think with anything with God, we just say yes. We, right. we, we do, uh, even if we don't feel ready, we just go, yes, we're going to do it. Um, and and it's, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Very good. Fantastic. You want to add anything, Jim? No, I'm good. You're good? <laughs> it's exciting. So we're going we're gonna to pray for them to do it all properly uh, in the next few weeks sometime. But I just wanted to let you know what was happening this morning. This is very exciting, eh? Yes. Great. Do you, you guys going back to kids? Yes. Great. We'll give you a big hand as you go. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> so what we'll probably do, we'll probably do an official launch in about May next year which just lets us get ducks in a row and all that kind of stuff, but we'll be leading out there from uh, the end of this year through. Can I ask you this, please? If you live in Rotatuna area, don't suddenly drop everything and race out there because um, they are a church of wonderful people and they don't need to be invaded, okay? And we don't, we, we don't want to go in, in there and sort of, take over. We want to bless it. We want to be an incredible blessing to what God is doing out there. And I think we need to show respect and a little restraint. Um, The time will come where if you live out that way, we'll say, yeah, go for it. Be out that way. But in the meantime, let's just bless them. Let's pray for them. Let's pray pray that transition goes well. Pastor Ian and Anita are retiring. And that um, the, the whole thing is a real blessing in God's economy. So if you could do that, that would be great. All right? Fantastic. Well, that was number one. Number two. I imagine what God's church could do in a city if everyone is operating in their calling. I imagine it. What could God's church do in a city if everybody was operating in their calling? I imagine what a church could look like when everybody's operating in their calling. I imagine how a church community could feel when our prophetic mandate is realised. I imagine what a thumbprint of God's kingdom would look like in our city, in our nation, and in our world, the nation's. I imagine how a kingdom campus could benefit our city. I imagine how a campus built on faith could assist, support, encourage, restore, equip, and commission our city. I imagine what that campus might look like. I imagine what that campus might look like with church happening there, with education, with medical, with social services, with business, with accommodation, with social enterprise, and so much more, all nestled together in a bit of a park-like environment, a place of peace, a place to support the well-being of the community. I imagine it. I imagine it all the time. 
have done so for years. I would call that place Activate Community Campus. And as a tagline, I would write a place to support the well-being of the community in every way, in every area of their lives. Imagine for a moment, imagine when this campus is a reality in the natural. It's already done in the spirit as far as I'm concerned. We're just winding it in. But imagine when it's a reality in the natural, further establishing the kingdom legacy for more generations to come. I love the thought of, of uh, working with God to establish something that will be useful and visible and beneficial for our city for the generations to come after our shift is finished. And that's what I believe we call because God's a generational God. So it's getting closer. We don't talk about it all that much, but it's getting closer. It's getting much closer. Pastor Ray and I had a meeting with the trustees or the representatives for the trust that own the buildings that we've been trying to buy around at Ruakura Road. We had a meeting last Friday, and um, it was a really good meeting. We've been, you've got to understand, we've been knocking on this door for six or seven years, and it started off with go away, and it stayed with go away for quite some time, and then slowly but surely the door has just crept open, and I think they probably still want to tell us to go away, but God's doing something there. And um, so we came out of that meeting last Friday over at Mount Monganui um, with verbal agreement that we could purchase the properties. Isn't that good? That's great. Since then, Pastor Ray's been... We call Pastor Ray the chief smoozer. And, um, and we've agreed on all the terms, and the lawyers are now writing up the contracts. In fact, we're really believe- we've still got some stuff we've got to get through, like change of purpose with council and different things, but we're really believing by faith that the whole thing's going to be signed up before Christmas. And it's looking good for that, isn't it? It's looking very good for that. So, isn't that exciting? Progress, eh? Come on, it's awesome. And um, so that's very exciting. Of course, you never count all your eggs before they hatched. Um, but it's the most promising. It's locked so far. We're making progress. So, um, so it's very exciting. So what we're going to do on Thanksgiving Sunday, we're going to give thanks for what God's doing, and we're going to give thanks for what God's going to do, and we're going to give thanks for where we're being, and a part of that, we're going to receive a vision offering that we can sow toward the new property because there's lots of costs there just to kind of get a foot through the door. And um, so we're going to do that on the 25th of November. I really encourage you to pray to be part of that. It's seed planting is what it is. We're planting into the future with what God's doing. And so on the 25th of November, that's what we're going to... I'll tell you what. I just thought of this right then. Right, this is a great idea. You'll like this. If you come and sow generously into the vision offering on the 25th of November, I'll shout your lunch. And it'll be worth it, Owen. It's exciting, eh? God's doing stuff. It's really, really exciting. And, um, you know, it's not, I'm not naive. It's not going to be without stress or issues along the way. But God is doing something great, something great amongst us for the benefit of our city, for the benefit of our nation and the nations, that one day we will be able to look back and we'll go, you know, we were part of that. When God did that in our time, we were part of that. And I reckon that's pretty cool. I've run out of time yet again. I know I had three things to talk about. 
And I've only talked about two and four. I'm going to give you the headlines because I think the headlines of just where it so happened we were up to today are really, really important in John chapter 15. So you know the context of John 15. Jesus is on his way toward the cross. He's giving some final words to his disciples. So they are important words. And as we read through John 15 and verse 4, we read this, Remain in me and I will remain in you. In verse 5 we read this, Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches, those who remain in me and I in them. But in verse 7, we read this. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. That is a challenging scripture. How many of you have asked for something and not seen it? Oh, none of you. I'm going to hold my hand up. I'll hold both hands up. I've asked for plenty of stuff I've never seen the answer for. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. This is a fascinating verse right here because what Jesus is doing is introducing a new, new language to what he's just said, new thoughts to what he's just said, which are quite big. He says, but if you remain in me and my words... My words remain in you. He says, I'll remain in you previously. Now he says, my words will remain in you. So my words is a new thought. It's new language. And the word there for my words is actually my rima. My rima will remain in you. If you remain in me and my rima words remain in you, you may ask for whatever. The word rima is used 12 times in the gospel. What it actually means in the context of the Bible is the utterance or the spoken word of God. It literally means the quickened word of God. So when God, when you're reading the scripture and it just jumps out at you and it's applicable for the moment or you know God's speaking to you through the word, that is a rima. It's a spoken, it has life. It was spoken by a living entity. It was spoken by God and it has life. And when we read it, it just comes to life and it, life and it feeds us. That's a rima. A prophetic word, strictly, is probably a rima. Because it's something on behalf of God. That means if you're prophesying, you need to be really careful because you are speaking, remember, on behalf of God. It's not just a flippant thing. When God tells you or speaks something to your spirit and you just know it's him, it lines up with scripture and everything else, that's a rima word of God. And he says... If you remain in me, abide in me, and my word, my living word, my rema word will be in you. And it's on that basis that what we ask for will be done. It's on the basis of the rema brings us into alignment with God. In fact, the rema is simply a stating of God's word that then brings God's answer because it's his heart. It's his agenda, it's not our agenda. You get it? Yeah. It's, really, it's really, really important to, to understand. Yeah. So in the grand scheme of things, you could say this. The more we remain in him, the more he becomes our life. Yeah. To the point where my life is Christ. Yeah. Yeah. My life's not about Christ. My life's not about 
church. My life's not about work. It's not about friends. It's not about family even. My life is Christ and everything else flows from there. Then the more my life becomes in him, or the more my life becomes Christ, the more decisions line up with his will. My motives, my actions, my thinking, my speech, my emotions, desires, um, they, they reflect him better and better. The more time I spend with him, the more my desire will grow to spend time with him. The more my desire grows to spend time with him, the more I will actually hear the Rima word of God. Then my ask for is going to be pure and it's going to be in line with his agenda. Therefore, he can go, it is done. Does that make sense? Makes sense? So it's all, it makes sense in God's economy. I believe that the Ruakura Road campus is a Rima word that God gave to me. And as we just keep walking along, I sense and I believe and I see him pulling it all together as we ask us according to his purposes. Does that mean there's never a bump in the road? No, it doesn't. Does that mean you've got to fight for some stuff sometimes? Yes, it does. But does that mean you should have the confidence to keep going? Absolutely. Absolutely. And let God be God. My expectation is that it's granted. Can I ask you a couple of questions to finish? The band could come if you'd like. What are you asking for? What are you asking for? What are you asking God for? And has the rima of God, is that figured as part of the equation and what you're actually asking for? Are you remaining in him? Actually, would, could you say that the rima is a familiar thing to you? Where God jumps sort of out of the page, he speaks to you, he captivates your heart and he talks to you about what he's doing and where he's going so that you can ask for those things in confidence. Because his heart is to bless. His heart is that you do well. His heart is that you succeed. His heart is that everything he has destined and foreseen for your life would come to pass. And our God is a good, good God. He doesn't just love, he is love. Anything contrary to love is not part of his nature. So we know he's got the best in mind for us. We know he's got the best in mind for our city, for our nation, and for the nations. And if we can pray and ask with the confidence of knowing we're asking for a Rima word, he will grant it. So I see that we've got three talent, not three talents, three talent opportunities before us right now. One, we've got the North Campus. Okay, thank you, Jesus. Pray your blessings all over that. I pray everybody is blessed by what happens there. I pray that the community is blessed. I pray that Pastor Ian and Annette, as they uh, finish one season and move into another season, are incredibly blessed. I pray that the people of the church are blessed. I pray that Tim and Jim's are blessed as they step into a new level in God. I pray that uh, however we work things out here with children and youth and all that kind of stuff, are blessed as we go forward. Father, I thank you for the one campus idea. So you're blessing all over that, the vision. Bless it, Lord. Bless it. It's a rumor word. 
to come into being. Bless it. Let it be an incredible blessing for the city and beyond, for the people of the city. And then I see the third talent opportunity being the invitation to connect with Jesus at a Rima level. You notice that intimate level? He's all about relationship. And the more we relate, the more we hear. The challenge for us in today's world is that we, we're running. We're never stopping. We're always running, always moving, always doing something. I mean, I can't even just sit there and watch a movie. I've got a movie and the iPad. You know, I have a movie and a game. Something. It just never, and you know you're all the same too, don't you? There, it's right. It, it just, that, that, just stop. Yet you need to stop to hear the voice of God most of the time. That's the invitation. Stop, connect, relate, listen, hear, do. And then I wonder what history will say of us. I wonder what history will write, what they'll write of our generation, of our time, of our response to God. I want a good report. I want to finish this morning by releasing faith. That's what I really feel to do, is release faith amongst us. Because I know when God's got new things amongst us, there's always lots of questions. I know when God's got things in front of us, if you, if you can't step into faith, by default you step into fear. And we need to step into faith and say, yes, Lord, whatever you've got, yes and amen, whatever you've got, we're in for it. Whatever you've got, help us through it. Whatever you've got, it's a privilege to serve and walk with you at this time. And that's what we're going to do. Romans 10, 17 says this, says, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the rima about Christ. The rima. Can I invite you to stand up? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every person in this place. I thank you that on your team, we're all number one that you've got a clear plan and a purpose for each one of us and you're looking for responsive hearts from all of us. I thank you that you've chosen this time in history for us to work together for kingdom purpose. Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit amongst us today. one who will teach and guide and encourage the one who whispers in our ear the Holy Spirit I ask in this place, in this moment of time that you would release faith in Jesus name for every person according to your purpose I release faith in the name of Jesus by faith we open our arms wide our hearts wide our spirits wide and we receive everything you want to deposit for your glory everything Lord 
let the deposit of faith today be significant in every person's life. Give us the ability to see further, higher, wider, according to your purpose. Father, I even asked this morning that each one of us would hear the Rima word of God saying, yes and amen. Hear heaven cheering on saying, come on guys, you can do it in your hour and your time. So we embrace all you want to do. We embrace faith. We embrace your purpose. And Father, say, we say, use us. Use me. Let my life be a sweet, sweet smell. To you I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen.